So hi, I'm Michael. I'm a multi-store business owner, profession jumping entrepreneur, an investor, so, so funny improv artist, and oh, so neurotic. But best of all, I'm always looking for something new and interesting to entertain me. I'm a TV host, and I'm your host right now for what we call the Second Scene Podcast. It is a Dweebs Global production where you can go for free resume help, mental health assistance, and so much more. There's no catch, and it's completely confidential, and it's completely free. So please, dweebsglobal.org for free. So I am here today with the one and only science gangsta rap trio. First and foremost, they are all computational atmospheric scientists and doctoral students. We will get into that and we will understand exactly what that is shortly. Uh, but first I'll introduce them for their second scenes. We have Evo, who said I can say his name any way I want, so I might change that up throughout the, throughout the podcast. Uh, he's an experienced filmmaker. We have Venus, who is the main musician for the group, and Jacob, who through performance and shows works to make science popular. The three of them together make the science gangsta rap trio. So welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Hey, nope, I'm excited, excited to talk to you guys. I watched your video. Um, earlier today and yesterday and, and it's tons of fun i guess we should tell people what what is that video there's a, a contest it's the dance your phd contest and the contest is about basically um challenging scientists or mostly like doctorate students to show their research in form of dance in some way and we yeah we heard about this contest and this video is our submission basically but even more of that it's yeah, it's, it's a rap music video in which we rap about uh, the science we are doing. It, it is, it's really funny. <laughs> I love what you guys did in it. How long did it take you to put this thing together? We started actually somewhere in September, uh, where the COVID regulations actually were not so bad, but still we were like already several months uh, inside our, our houses, really limited contacts with our friends. And in September, uh, we started to discuss with Vitus, okay, let's make something, uh, this dance your PhD. And yeah, yeah, it, it took us, we, we, we Ivo joined and it took us like two months of discussions and finally uh, one month of recording and editing and filming and, and here goes the epic video. <laughs> Um, it's super entertaining. The, the editing is great in it as well. So you guys won the competition? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> was there any... Uh... So, like for us, it was probably already the winning making the video. So the fact that we won in the end the uh, Dance Your PhD, actually none of us is dancers and we won Dance Your PhD. <laughs> <It's> just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <There> was... uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually, which brings some, yeah, which brings some surprise. There is many surprises. None of us is dancers and we want dance your PhD. Rap wants one dance your PhD. And yeah. So. <laughs> well, I've tried to rap myself and that does not go very well. So you guys, all three <laughs> of you are substantially better than what I could pull off. <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the best part of the experience? Basically since uh, March, 2020, we have all been sort of working from home and doing mostly everything from home, not meeting any friends. So this was really the first time that we got to sort of hang out. And even though we had to follow the COVID restrictions and we had to wear masks and not be in the same room with more than two at, at a time, but even with all those restrictions, this was the first time that we 
got back together and it was just great to have that moment in the pandemic. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was maybe, I, I, I think that actually very funny moments were during the filming. Uh, like, like we had to overcome many obstacles we didn't think about, like darkness or, or cold outside where we were dancing in short sleeves, shirt, shirts and short sleeves and the Finnish uh, weather made us suffer for this. Or, or Ivo was filming with drone and maybe he can comment how. Yeah, so, on, we were, so we were filming with drones and when um, we were practicing this, we filmed like in a empty forest and there the drone worked perfectly. But as soon as we started to use the drone in uh, around the environment of the university, you have like the radar systems for um, measuring like atmospheric data and those started to interfere with the drone. So the drone would just suddenly like run off into nowhere and <laughs> we would have to try and get it back before it's too late. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, hopefully airlines don't fly too close to you guys then, because that's... Yeah. <laughs> the the Helsinki prison was pretty close. So that was, kind of <laughs> was it? Did the drone ever land in there? That uh... yeah. I guess it would have been shot straight away if that was the case. <laughs> I rewatched it after I had after I had heard that you guys did it out in the cold, and you could I didn't tell you were cold the first time, but after knowing you were cold, I could tell you were cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was it was really tough, I, I think, and it, it like gave me lots of respect for actors. Like I'm not an actor, but we were there, and for there was we shot this the whole day, actually, and we were outside, and we had like our costumes which are short sleeved shirts right and we, so we were wearing our jackets at the moment and we were started shooting we just threw it off ran in front of the camera until like maybe we filmed for maximum 10 minutes and then we were so frozen that we ran back to our jackets we had like a break for warming up again and then we just repeated the cycle for six hours yeah, yeah. it's tough. having a break uh, with tea and yeah I was doing a short little skit with my kids the other day, 11 and nine year old boys, and they didn't know what they were getting themselves into because they would do it. They would say their lines and they'd be like, okay, do it again like this. Okay, do it again like this. They thought I was like mad at them, making them redo it because they're doing it wrong. I'm like, no, that's what acting is. You just got to redo the same shit like over and over and over yeah. again until, <laughs> until you have enough takes to find some good stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, when you are talking about repeating things, I for me, it was super difficult to uh, memorize the, the, the music and, and the lyrics. And, and I, I, I might like, I, my, I'm totally disconnected with any music music things. I love popularization of science, but Vitus is basically the guy who mastered the music behind. And I had to like for one month run with headphones and listen how he, basically I was going also sleep with Vitus sometimes because he was singing for me to ears and I was trying to memorize the lyrics and the melody and yeah so yeah, yeah dreaming so I, about Vitus. so i rapped and sung all parts which jakob had to rap and sing and so he listened to me doing it so that he would memorize it <laughs> well, and, yeah. no offense to the other to, to yeah. evo and jacob but you could definitely tell that Vitus was the <laughs> was the musician and the, the original rapper there. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah this was really difficult to just uh keep 
rhythm of the rhythm of the music like I know that I think even actually in the take that we finally used like I start out well and then I start to trail off from the rhythm at the end of my thing <laughs> I don't know how musicians do that no I could yeah, I could I could never keep a rhythm at all I'd be so far off it <laughs> but, but I've got to say I think they did so well and I actually loved it because by having them rapping parts and maybe they're not as experienced each of our lines have mm. a very different character and so it also does not get boring or something you know if like then evil's rap is something very different than from what mine is or from what jacob's rap is like i thoroughly enjoyed it i really did <laughs> so that that's uh it's such a neat thing to do during during covid we're all kind of finding our second scenes or other hobbies or other other ways to express ourselves which is which is neat you don't often see it with science either um so you, you're all computational atmospheric scientists correct and you yeah, all yeah. do you all work closely together this is how you know each other or yeah but okay probably i can start i i, I came to finland to helsinki three years ago to start my doctoral thesis and then after one year we just came and we just started as a bachelor, but continued. And now he's doing uh, a uh, master, he, please. So, so, pardon, master, master yeah. Uh, and now he's continuing as a PhD as well. And and he will join uh, after one year as well. So three of us doing at the same group, uh, doing computational chemistry with similar topic, but small differences, yeah. I saw my mm -hmm. master's uh, studies were actually precisely I like very, very close what Jakob did. So he, um, I would say, su supervised me very well there. And now I finished my master's studies and I went off to do something else, still in the realm of atmospheric computational science, but not precisely the same thing. And, and Ivo, you, I guess you will tell now, he's also doing a little different thing, the same. Yeah, so I'm basically, I started a PhD in... Um, I specifically look at like the measurement machines that we use for uh, detecting atmospheric uh, particles, and um, when those when those measurements are done, there can be like, changes inside of the machine of the things that we measure. So the things that we measure are actually not completely the same as the things that we have in the atmosphere. And I am trying to develop a model that links those two things together. Yeah, I, I really need a basic understanding of what computational atmospheric science is what is the really whoever uh, great, one of you could break it down to the most layman uh, terms <laughs> great question i actually wanted to summarize all of our work okay. uh, so what we study are those molecular clusters what was in those video what was in this video so well, some of us study how to how to create these molecular clusters molecular clusters are molecules which which are gathered together some group of molecules and we studied this group of molecules in the atmosphere, how, how some molecules can be together and grow into particles, aerosol and so on. So, so like, I guess most people are aware that you have nitrogen, lots of, and oxygen and some CO2 in the air. And when we are looking at things and particles, which are there even in like in smaller concentrations than these, but they're still everywhere around you. And those are all kinds of molecules. For example, when you go to a forest, you get this forest smell, right? And these, these kind of molecules, and yes, and they may um, cluster together 
and form these small um, particles, as Jakob said. And I, I like to tell my family that I'm looking at the first steps of cloud formation. Gotcha. Yeah, one of one of the way how the clouds in the atmosphere can be formed. These molecules just collide to form the groups, molecular clusters, which grow into cloud. Yeah. Uh, the I guess the difference between like doing experiments and computational stuff is normally in an experiment you you do the experiment and then you measure like properties of uh, the molecules that you're studying like the energy or or the temperature the pressure those kind of things. So what we do is we use like the laws of uh, quantum mechanics to with computers uh, study these molecules without actually having to do the experiment. So we get like the same information as like the energy of the molecules without actually having to do the experiment. Okay, so you're, you're producing a model to see what the, the, the outcome of your model is. And I guess with computers, you can do this all on the computers now and you can... Basically, basically we can help to model processes in the atmosphere and help to enhance or basically deepen the knowledge about atmosphere. I got you. Um, what is, what is, I guess, what is your ultimate goals with the, with the computational? Is that to help predict weather earlier? Is that help to control weather? Is that help to, or is there other? Yeah, I think that we are, we are rather some, something like small puzzle piece in, in the whole, whole thing. Uh, so, so we help to understand what one very important point of, of the whole atmosphere, uh, of the all atmospheric processes, which is this nucleation or uh, cloud formation in the atmosphere. But, but overall, I think what we are trying to understand, the whole university is, is how, how, the, how the atmosphere works. Maybe in future, is there a possibility to uh, change it? And currently now what we want to do is what kind of restrictions should politicians do that, for instance, that there is not global, there is not this climate change, that there is less emissions and so on. But for this, we have to understand the atmosphere. Right. How does, how does climate change or how do emissions affect uh, the atmosphere as far as how you guys are looking at it? Our research influences like, or the thing that we're studying is like when you have clusters and they form together and then they form clouds, then when you have those clouds, they uh, reflect sunlight. So it's actually a cooling effect on the climate. Uh, so if you have more cluster formation, then you will have more uh, scattering of sunlight and therefore more cooling. And uh, yeah, we try to understand how this fits into the whole picture of climate change. And hopefully then like uh, the policies can reflect the knowledge that we uh, obtain from that. that. That sounds opposite of what climate change is this. Climate change is the warming of the earth, at least right now. Yes, there is like several climate uh, climate processes. There, there is like several effects. One are going against the temperature increase and some, some of them are going uh, to lower the temperature uh, in the, of the atmosphere. But currently what's happening for several years already that the temperature is rising. And mostly we think it's because of the uh, greenhouse gases like the CO2, what we are trying to uh, lower and so on. Right. Uh, but, but maybe there could be other solutions that just than just lowering CO2. And 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 yeah, we just have to really understand all the processes and uh, how, how to how, how the effects what we would make uh, could could change the uh, the processes in the atmosphere. But indeed, you are right. We want uh, 
the temperature is rising and we want to cool down the atmosphere. That's why maybe the cloud could be important, like cloud covering of the earth. Right. Just one really large cloud all over the entire yeah. <laughs> There are actually plans to, or not, not so much plans as there are ideas that you could use the clustering of, uh, of these molecules in the atmosphere to create more clouds than we have now. So then you can create more cluster, more scattering of sunlight and thus prevent parts of climate change. Like these are ideas that are, uh, that are being uh, thought about. But on the other hand, if you then don't understand what are the consequences of that, then you might be worse off than we are now. So you have to really understand all the aspects of the, the atmosphere before you can make those kind of decisions. Right, I could see the oil industry and all the, the climate change deniers all of a sudden, yeah, climate change is happening, but we have the solution to, to put more clouds up there so we can keep polluting. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we never see the sun again because of all the clouds but at least it's not warm so uh do some are, are people capable or are governments capable of geoengineering uh weather yes i think sure I, yes i think it has been already done to some extent wasn't there before the before the olympic games in Ch china i think in yes. beijing they um put sulfuric acid i think they increased the sulfuric acid concentration there just to form clouds so it would rain and clean the air from pollution this is how i think it happened yeah yeah they, they i don't think that they use sulfuric acid yeah, but so they so really clean, is, clean. It's happening already yeah they cleaned out the air that all the fireworks and everything is visible and yeah how did they do that? That's insane. And I can't imagine uh, yeah. being like a, uh, something else there, a reaction to that that's not good. <laughs> it just seems like messing with mother nature that hard. But Beijing is super airy, uh, super smoggy uh, uh, town, mm -hmm. a city, and uh, you just need a rain to wash it out. So, so why, why just, there is a humidity in the, in the atmosphere. So why just not to induce uh, the humidity to come together, form a droplets, and rain out. Humid, but humidity think, are. But I think like there's a good, very good point made by Michael that it feels like just messing around with Mother Nature, and this is what what it is in the end. And it is very small scale. It's not so scary, but it is something. This is why the atmosphere needs to be understood like throughout and as much as possible before any of these measures would be taken ever and if it was made in a bigger scale it could be dangerous of course because there may be so many um, consequences which we just do not cannot predict so i think it is a scary thought to have something like this as a solution yeah i i'm anything. yeah yeah it's if, if china has the ability to do it you wonder why they don't just clean the air every two weeks just kind of re refresh it out there and yeah exactly. <laughs> but maybe they know what the bad consequences is are of, of doing that constantly i guess it's also not so cheap right so you cannot do it every day or every two weeks <laughs> that is true <laughs> that was yeah. pro probably true <laughs> do you guys study hurricanes or um other natural weather like that um 
I wish it was that cool what we do. <laughs> you know, the fly into the middle of the eye yeah. of the hurricane, and yeah. No, so what, what yeah. we what we three are looking at is really the very very small processes of like single molecules finding each other, which um, is like it is not always easy to like extrapolate from there to the larger scale. But basically, this is kind of the idea what we are doing, that we start at the very small molecules and hopefully also with increase of computational power, because we do it in computer simulations, we can go to bigger and bigger scales and actually look at these things. But we are not meteorologists, so this is not an area of our expertise. But Eve was laughing, so maybe he has something to say. I just think it's funny because we see that like all the experimentalists of our uh, university are going to places like Antarctica to study things through the North Pole or the Sahara to see like the dust storms there. But like we do everything with the computer. So we never have like a thing that we have to go any anywhere. So it, it, with that respect, we really chose the wrong profession. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, but, but but we can like change our screensavers from Antarctic to Amazonas yeah. in a day. Okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is also something which maybe made this contest so appealing to us, right? It was just something out of the routine. We got to go to, to film, even to go out to think of creative ways of like the verse and the lyrics, how do we put our science there? How, what could be fun to do? So it was just something different. And I think this is also why all three of us were so much behind it with all of our heart, basically, because we just enjoyed doing it. I think it was never about like winning the contest in particular. It was more like, oh, we are doing it this thing and it's so much fun and we just want to, it to be great. Right, it gave you a chance to get out of your house and office yes during the COVID, so you could definitely tell you guys were having fun um but it's unfortunate you're not meteorologists because we can't blame you for how bad the weather people are on tv huh it's not no nope. but we, we can we can yeah but we can give you their their phone number yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will post that very big at the end of the video for <laughs> everyone to call and complain <laughs> So you've also had some published scientific papers? Yes, we are trying. Yeah. Okay. This is our <laughs> task. <laughs> so what, what, doc what Dr. studies are basically look like nowadays is that you are not writing one like coherent thesis in one like go, but our task is so we produce scientific papers like we just like we do our research, we write it together in papers, we publish them in a journal. And when you have like around three, four papers, you summarize them, you write a like nice introduction and theory part, and then these make your doctor your PhD thesis. So this is very much our task, more or less, to do. And we already have, especially like Jakob has some under his belt. <laughs> Okay. If you wrap them, you get a lot more attention for them. If you throw a little, <laughs> if you wrap, if you wrap your, your presentations, you're, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe next, next time when I will go for, for some conference, yeah, we will wrap it for sure. <laughs> so how do you, what do you do, Jakob, when you go out um, and 
trying to make science popular? What type of presentations and shows do you put on? I know you work with children a lot and... Yeah, that, that, that's the point. I, I think that the most important is like to motivate children for, for technological or scientific subject uh, topics. Uh, and, and that's what, what I like. I, for instance, every summer organize a 14 day summer camp for young students in chemistry and biology. Uh, and, and you know, like normal students and school and happy go to holidays, swimming in a lake. And these students go on this camp and are 14 days sitting and studying more. Uh, but they love it because they love science. And because they love to listen to the scientists, also the scientists really enjoy to speak there. So re really good scientists are speaking on these uh, camps and many like ex ex exciting experiments are shown to children. And they are so motivated that usually those children are then those what are winning some competition or chemistry, mathematician, mathematic, physics, Olympiads, and so on. And then they go to science and we hear about them all the time. So it's very nice to hear about the students who pass the camp. And yeah. Very cool. You, got it. you get to see the difference that you're making and the people, the kids you're influencing. That's very cool. Have you, have you been able to do anything during COVID? Have you been able to move any of that to online for the kids? Uh, so, so actually in Czech Republic, it was uh, the COVID regulation were quite, it was in Czech Republic, the, the camp. Okay. And the, co the, the COVID regulations were quite strict, but it was allowed to have camps for uh, uh, young, young people uh, as, as the COVID just does not uh, go. Uh, propagate through them so, so far. So there was a lot of restrictions and uh, everything was needed to be tested and so on. But it was possible to do it do it in person. So yeah, not so many invited people this year. But anyway, people really enjoyed and everything went without problem. Okay. How is COVID in Helsinki right now? Uh, worse than it, it used to be like Finland used to be a bit of like a safe haven in Europe. I think it was like the going the best here compared to any other country in Europe. But I think now, especially with like the new variants, uh, it's sort of catching up on uh, on Finland as well. So we used to have also very little restrictions, but now um, like it gets more severe and stores are closing uh, and things like that. Okay, interesting. We're, we're starting to come out of it. So we're starting to open up a little more and a little more freedom. I ate in a restaurant for the first time last week because I'm vaccinated. That was exciting. Um, nice. Oh, you're vaccinated already. Lucky enough to be vaccinated. But that's great. I actually, I, I used to have a design firm in New York City and we had offices in Helsinki. Uh, I never got out there myself though, unfortunately. So I'm not going to I'm not going to ask what anything to tell you about any more of it. It was called Syrup. It was a, it was a design firm. So we had we had four partners out there. Oh, but it's a good place to be, I, I think, because the the Finns they pride themselves like for their uh, design mm -hmm. um, culture, I think. And you like if you go through the city center to the right places, you there is a design museum and there's great architecture and many small stores which sell um, very interestingly designed um, yeah things and. I think Finland is a good place to have something like that. Yeah, my partners out there, it's such beautiful, clean design that they did. Um, and super hard workers, always um, 
always going above and beyond. It was it was awesome. I was I was always so impressed with the, what they were putting together. So Sweden's similar. My wife's from Sweden, and Sweden's got similar a uh, sense of design. Scandinavian minimalism, but really great design. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In America, we like bright lights, big. <laughs> 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 no, but for, for Finnish people, it's enough to have just sauna and small house next yes. to it. Yeah, a big I, sauna with a small house next to it. Is that what <laughs> it really is? <laughs> yeah. You can find sauna everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I actually have an infrared sauna that I go in every day for 15 minutes. It's because I read a report, I think, out of Finland about how it it lengthens your lifespan getting in the sauna every day for 15 minutes. I have never had. I have never heard any any of the confirmed good effect of sauna on health. But everybody is saying, I, I don't care. I just wanted to be in sauna. Yeah, yeah. because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is it like a gathering thing? Do people get together? Like we're gonna go to Jeff's sauna, Jacob's sauna tonight. We're gonna <laughs> sometimes yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, you like when we go like conf on conference here or like okay now in COVID it's like a little different but we we used to have our like workshops where we would invite some external scientists and our research group we would go to like a retreat place and we would definitely absolutely have sauna there in the evening every evening with like with whoever is invited and well, just, it's, it's interesting because it's like the stereotype is that Finnish people are kind of a little more distant than other folks, I think from each other. But when there's sauna, there is no distance. It's like- <laughs> On knee to knee and- <laughs> No, yeah, but it's, I, I love it. Yeah, it's just, it's always so fascinating the differences in culture. Like if I were to say to my friends, call them, hey, let's get together and go to a sauna tonight. They'd be like, what the, where are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's neat. It's always neat to see the different cultures and what's what's normal and accepted in one and totally odd in another. Well, thank you guys. Um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to get out there or talk about in particular? Ivo, you don't want to tell the people to buy GameStop stocks. Oh no, are you a GameStop? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh no, did you buy early or did you just hop into it after the money was made? <laughs> no, I, 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 I bought early, but then I paper had this. I sold them uh, before it got really big. Oh, well, I don't know if it would have been worse to be diamond hands. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> they must I should have kept it. Yeah, it's still selling at the right time. Like even if you held it, the chances that you would, would have sold at the correct time to exactly. <laughs> well, this has been a Dweebs Global production. Again, Dweebs Global is a place that you can go get free uh, resume help, mental health assistance, and so much more. There's no catch. Dweebsglobal.org. And we will post a link so that you can get to know these guys a little better uh, below. So please check that out. And thank you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It was nice to meet you.